Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Today's episode, I am going to be sharing about my tanning company. Bronze Addiction Spray Tanning had been running for seven years and just in the last month, I was forced to close the doors and I've had so much support and so much love from my community, from other women in business, from my family, from my friends, everyone. But I've also had a lot of questions and it kind of felt a little bit too raw and a bit too fresh (laughs) to be answering all that, you know, a month ago when things happened. But I wanted to sit down today and do story time with you guys, share a COVID tale about bronze addiction spray tanning. I'm going to call it a COVID tale because I feel like that is a real catalyst for things that were happening before, after, in between seven years ago, whatever, with the tanning company. But story time, let's be honest, let's just get real for a minute. And I want to share why I started my business, how I grew my business, what I loved about my business. And then I want to share with you guys why I decided to close my business and what's next. So most of you guys know me for Sexy Selfish. That's kind of the podcast. Money mindset is my jam. That's what I do. I've also run lots of other businesses. I've worked as um, representatives in sales. I've been managing different stores. I've been in the medical field. I've been in the health and wellness field. And seven years ago, I started a spray tanning business. I started Bronze Addiction Spray Tanning because I was at home with my son and I was I was doing some blogging. And this is really before influencers were a thing, but I was doing a blog. I was doing a blog. It was called Free Range Mama Blog. You can probably still Google it. I don't know. It was awful. But I was blogging and people starting to send me some like some free stuff. But I wasn't making money off the blog. You know what I mean? So I decided to see what else I could do. I wanted something I could do from home. I wanted something I could be flexible and choose my hours. And I wanted something that had minimal overheads for me. So I didn't want to go into something where I had to buy a lot of stock to resell. I wasn't crafty, you know, nothing like that. And so I did my research and I I shared with my parents what I thought I was thinking about doing. And they were really, really supportive of me, which was great because, you know, I'd tried different other businesses and I'd done other things in the past and I maybe hadn't got as much support from them. But this time... I think they knew that there was a need for it because you see, I was addicted to tanning. I love being brown, having that nice, healthy glow. And so I was already getting tanned regularly. I was DIY self tanning. My sister was self tanning. My mum was a fan of a good spray tan. And what we were finding as we were going to get spray tans done was that there was just no one doing what we wanted. They either had a great solution And they had no hairnets. You had to ruin a pair of underwear because you had to wear your own underwear. Or, you know, it was a really awful environment. There was no extraction fan. 
And then we'd go to another salon that had, you know, they had the sticky feet, they had the hair net, they had everything right. And the spray tan came out horrible. Or you went somewhere else and the girl was really standoffish and awful. And she just, you know, fobbed off your suggestion for a nice light natural tan. And she made you go really dark. And we basically had just had enough of shitty spray tans. So my business was purely kind of started out of frustration. Yes, I was looking for to do something for myself. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was looking for some passion and purpose and direction. And I wanted to make money without having to put my child in daycare. Um, you know, that was a big factor for me when I looked at going back to work after having my son, I was going to come home with $22 at the end of the, of the week after I took into account daycare costs, tax, fuel, um, and like servicing for my car being that I had a two hour round trip to go to work every day at $22 at the end of the fortnight wasn't worth it for me. Sorry. At the end of the week wasn't worth it for me. So I was looking for other options, but this business was purely just born out of frustration what I did was I went online. I, I spent like two days. I dove into research. I was researching about tanning solutions, tents, extraction fans, systems, businesses, how much to charge insurance, all of that. And then I took all that information. I went to my parents and I, and I bear in mind, we had no money at this point. We were, I was a stay at home mom. My husband's a diesel mechanic and he makes really great money now, but this was back seven years ago. He was like a year and a half out of his apprenticeship. We just got married there was, there was no money, right? My parents loaned me $500 to start my tanning company. And I'm forever grateful for that loan. I, but I think I'm more grateful that they had faith in me. I think I would have found a way to do it even without the loan. That's not so much of the indicator. But the fact that they, they believed in me enough to do that meant a lot to me. I took $500. I bought a very basic tan machine and gun. I bought the solutions that I like some trial solutions. So it was like a small amount of a couple of colors. I did lots of research into what brand I wanted to work with, what type of colors I liked and preferred on my own skin. And that's something I've maintained the whole seven years was I only tan clients with solution I love and would use myself, right? So whatever I'm spraying clients with, it is my favorite color as well. I'm just having a sip of coffee. I'm all hay fevery, and you can probably hear it in my voice right now. Like I'm all stuffy and just eyes puffy and scratchy. And it's just, it's so fun. It's so fun. Don't worry about COVID 2020. It's pollen 2020. That's the, the real fucking over, <laughs> fucking over everyone right now. So I got all my solution and everything. I visited a friend who ran a, um, she was a beauty therapist and I looked into doing lots of courses online and getting like qualified as a spray tan. And basically nothing was available to run for like six to 18 months in the area that I lived. So I was like, well, am I really going to put off doing this by possibly 18 months to try and go get a piece of paper and get qualified to do this? Or do I teach myself? Do I learn as much as possible? Do I call and speak to spray tanners? Do I get my own experience and I can dive in and start this now? I basically decided to go down that path instead. And from the first day of like researching, thinking, oh, this could actually work. This could be an idea. Picking a name, getting on the computer, ordering some solutions. I was spray tanning my first client two weeks later. So I went down and spent some time learning from a friend who was a beauty therapist all about tanning. I feel like that's the best education I got to. She really went deep into not only the tanning and the science behind it and how to get a flawless tan, but the customer service side of it and, and the quality and how to make people feel comfortable. Um, you know, endlessly grateful to her for that. She's no longer a beauty therapist, but um, you know, she taught me well. 
And then I did my first spray tan. I did it for my sister. I was so nervous. I was literally shaking the whole time. But after that first one, and it turned out so well, it got easier. And I started tanning, you know, I put it out there that I was doing mobile. I started just doing mobile tanning because I'm like, what's my point of difference going to be? Everyone else is tanning from their homes in my area. Well, there was a couple of spray tanners around or from a salon. I was like, what's my point of difference going to be? I'm going to do mobile tanning. So I'm going to go to the houses and do it. I set everything up. So I had a transportable tent, transportable, um, you know, like uh, I had a big suitcase where I put on my tanning machine and everything like that. And then I, my first spray tan was at a girl's house locally. Her name was Gemma. We went gone to school together and I, you know, went over to her house and um, set up my spray tan tent and I was feeling really sick and nervous about it. And I did it and I did a great job and, and it was fantastic. It took me quite a few tans to get my feet. What I didn't realize at the time as well was I was also like seriously morning sick. I was very early days pregnant with my daughter, Holly, and it was definitely, um, an interesting experience to be starting a company that requires your physical presence while you're feeling nauseous 24 seven. But we did it. We got through it. I did my first mobile tan. I did my first tan in my home salon. And from there, it just grew and grew and grew. Every spray tan I did was getting better and better and better. The solution I was in love with, I learned how to, you know, clean the machine properly, how to do the right thing. And about six months later, I'd actually made enough money and I was getting a regular amount of booking. I mean, some, most weeks I was tanning on average about 15, 12 to 15 clients. Um, some, some weeks I would be tanning 30 clients or more, you know, and I was doing really well. And the word of mouth spread really quickly. It spread really quickly to the point where like, heaps of other spray tanning popped up in my little local area because someone obviously saw it and went oh this is going well I'll start that too one of the things I'm grateful for is the mindset in the very beginning as my husband just said to me he's got it like you've got to be the last one standing don't worry about anyone else doing this you'll be the last one standing and so that was the mindset that I took I, I didn't care you know the one literally opened the, like a road over for me uh, spray tanning from home and you know they didn't let me last three months and that's okay because I, I didn't really pay attention to it it was like I'm doing my thing and I'm still going to be here in I was like I'm still going to be doing this in 10 to 20 years I mean I made it to seven I didn't quite make it to 10 but seven's still pretty good I think um made it to seven years I had that mindset of I'm going to be here and I'm just doing this I'm doing my thing and I'm good and I'm going to focus on my quiet clients and my quality and I don't have to worry about all these little people that pop up and then disappear along the way you know, that's part of their journey. It's not part of my journey. So I would have clients that came for me, came to me the very first Christmas I was open and they had a tan on Christmas Eve and they would come back and see me every single year for a tan on Christmas Eve for seven years. Even if that was the only tan they had during the year, I've been part of weddings, like so many weddings, some of my closest friends' weddings, some clients that have now turned into friends, you know, friends that turned into clients. I, I've tanned a couple of, I wouldn't say like huge celebrities, but definitely really well-known people. I've tanned models. I've tanned um, bodybuilders and fitness competitors. I've tanned, uh, you know, young girls for their dance competitions. And I've tanned an 82-year-old woman for her great-grandson's wedding, you know. I love doing the tan. I love so much about it. But there was also some things that, you know, weren't so great. When you'd have a client who was, who was a smoker, 
um, you know, and they'd be in the room and, and it, they, their entire body would be leaching out that smell of, of cigarettes and you're trying to do a tan on a 42 degree day. That was not necessarily the most fun day. Or when I had a woman book in a bridal party for spray tans, um, she forgot to mention that the bridal party was actually the, the best men and the groom who all happened to work overseas um, in the army. They were coming back just for the wedding and wherever they'd been working, which was all super, super secret, not allowed to be said, they were obviously covered head to toe because they were all really, really, really pale. So when they came back to go to their own wedding or go to this guy's wedding, his wife-to-be went, oh, no way, you look like Casper the Ghost. She booked in a bridal party for spray tans, not realizing it was – and I'm sitting there and I've got my little baby on the floor – um, ready to tan six women coming for their bridal spray tans and six guys turned up to have spray tans. And I had to, that was the first time I'd ever spray tanned a guy and there was six of them. And it was the most, I, I'm proud of myself, how professionally I handled it and how professionally they handled it. But at the end of the day, I was like, that was so not what I was expecting. Six guys turning up to your house when your husband's not home, you have a little baby. Like it was a very uncomfortable situation. But there has been the most amazing clients I've had. There has also been like the interesting guy situations or the one particular guy who decided to wear nothing at all for his spray tan. And I tan women naked every day. Not a problem. I don't even pay attention now. That's the thing. I tell my, my clients always come in and I start apologizing for their body. And I say, babe, just stop. I've literally seen 30 other pairs of tits this week. I'm not even paying attention to what you look like. Stop it. And this is the thing as well. I would have women come in that were six foot professional athletes and I had women come in that were tiny professional models and I've had 12 year old girls get spray tans and I've had 82 year old women get spray tans. I've had pregnant women tan, um, you know, and, and people that have a, a 10 pack made of absolute steel. Every single woman apologized for her body in some way shape or form and I just felt like giving them all a big hug but at the same time slapping all of them being like do you realize how perfect you are and the thing as well for me was after seeing that many bodies you realize everyone has their own shit about their body that you don't they don't like but also that every single body doesn't matter it doesn't matter when you see that many you become super desensitized to it um and yet like I don't notice anymore I would tan women naked all the time. The joke in our family is my sister's a midwife, so she gets the vaginas every day that she has to see, and I'm the spray tanner, and I get the boobs every day that I have to see. Although I must say, the only time my bot, my brain kind of even slightly registers someone's body is if they have um a f- like fake boobs, if they haven't had a boob job, which I mean, go them, that's amazing. But that's the only time that my brain even slightly pays attention because it's just like my brain goes, wait a minute, those don't quite match like. You know, they're like, you know, when you see that many bodies, trust me, everyone's boobs droop a little bit. Everyone's. I've seen enough bodies to be confident about this. Everyone's boobs are not like, you know, perched up high. Um, (laughs) But then when someone has a boob job, they're like, yeah, suspended. There's this, this insane amount of like bounce to them. That's the only time my brain registers and goes, wait a minute, that's something, you know, different there. But other than that, anyway, where was I going? I was talking about the guy who never, he didn't wear anything for a spray tan. That was probably the most uncomfortable one. 
To be honest, when it came to marketing the business and stuff, I've never really had to do a lot of marketing. I was lucky that seven years ago when I first got on with Facebook, uh, that was all I needed was a Facebook page with my company. And that was how people started recommending, sharing. I've been really lucky. I haven't had to do many targeted ads. I maybe run two or three over the years. The majority of my business has come by referrals, by people actually tagging, recommending me, sharing their photos with me. It's built, been built really organically, which is lovely. And it's also allowed me the flexibility to, at different periods of time, open my tanning books up and take on new clients, but then also shut the books down. So when I was pregnant with Hudson, I had to shut the books down for a little bit on um, advice from my doctor. When COVID happened, I had to shut. That was devastating. I had to refund a lot for weddings and stuff. And um you know, but it's given me the flexibility to be able to grow my business and build it up when I want to, and then pull it back down and go back into an easier phase of life when I haven't needed the extra tans, haven't wanted it, the demand hasn't been there. But there came a time, probably towards the end of my pregnancy with Hudson, where I stopped enjoying it so much. And I still love seeing my clients. I love doing the actual spray tan. I love talking to them. I love hearing about what their plans for the weekend are, what dress they're wearing or how excited they are about their cousin's wedding. Love it, love it, love it. I love my clients. And the feeling I get when they walk out the door, bronzed and delicious and confident and feeling like a sexy badass goddess, that is still amazing. I love that. What was getting trickier and trickier for me was the logistics of it. It's like, okay, making sure I have dinner done, making sure that's taken care of with it's now three kids or back when I was pregnant, you know, two kids in a very complicated pregnancy, but especially now with three kids trying to organize the logistics of making sure dinner's organized like two nights before it's ready to go. They're in a separate end of the house. Aaron's taking care of the kids or Hudson's screaming, Holly's crying. the logistics, the stress leading up to doing spray tans on a Thursday night, that was starting to outweigh all of the benefits. And then COVID happened. And we were forced to close. It actually became illegal for us to operate spray tanning companies in South Australia, especially a home salon. So we were actually forced to close for, I think, about two months it was, like legally. And that was that was during March, which is our busiest month of the year with weddings. We had to refund a lot of weddings and, and postpone a lot of weddings. And then keep in mind in the background, we had to cancel the weddings so the weddings got cancelled so the spray tans got cancelled but what didn't get cancelled was our insurance the products we always already had bought in anticipation of those weddings the systems the online booking systems the website stuff the all of that stuff that goes on in the background regardless of whether you book spray tans or not that is all happening and so i suddenly had solution that had been open, like full bottles of solution that had been open, which have most solution has a three to six month expiry date. And then you have to tip it down the drain. And normally that's no problem for me. You know, I've never, I've only had to, I think maybe tip one bottle out. Um, and that was because it was a really light color and in trend that year was going a little bit darker. So I ended up having to throw that out. I was ended up pouring about $600 worth of solution down the drain plus insurance and all this stuff that was getting used and, and the turnover, the running costs of a business without any money coming in. And not to mention the fact that it was without any money coming in, but it was also with a huge negative in refunds. And it was part of me is like, no worries, no problem. We'll bounce back for this. This will be okay. I put what I put up, could on hold. I made sure I didn't order any more big lots of solution until 
the wedding industry was running, confirmed, all of that stuff. So when weddings started slowly opening up back again, that was like, that's great. You know, we waited until it was completely legal. I know there were some people that were spray tanning before it was meant to be. We waited until it was completely legal and then some just to make sure. And then we put, um, you know, put into place extra time between tans and stuff. And I started taking a few more bookings again. And it was feeling good. You know, part of me was knowing, you know, there is definitely not going to be profit this year with this. With those couple of months we had to take off, with the refunds, with the fact that weddings and events and all the normal stuff that would be happening, festivals and people coming to get spray tans for their prom and for festivals and, and concerts and weddings and engagements, all of that stuff wasn't happening. So my normal client base wasn't happening. I knew we weren't going to be turning a profit this year, but I was like, you know, let's keep it rolling I still love seeing my clients and we'll just see what happens. And then one day I pulled in the driveway after school, school run in the morning. And as I was getting Hudson out the car, um, I heard someone knocking on the door. So I turned, you know, came around the front cause we go in through our front door, came around the front and there's a policeman standing at the front of my house. And I was like, Oh my God, what's happened? My husband better be okay he was really cool about it. And it turns out my husband is completely fine, but because bronze addiction is on their kind of like home business register or whatever, they had to come around and do a COVID compliance check. And it turns out the space where we do our little salons is not COVID compliant. It's way too small for two people to be able to socially distance safely. And the ventilation system in our roof was not up to scratch. So I was forced with, obviously then, you know, it was, you need to make these changes or it is illegal for you to currently spray tan. I feel like that was the moment where I knew that this was the universe sending me a sign that this is enough, Shona. You know, you love tanning a handful of clients, but the stress of it is outweighing the the benefit of it. And now the fact that you actually, your space is illegal. And then we decided to move. We actually had an offer on our house. We were meant to be moving next week and the vendors pulled out and decided not to sell. So we're still house hunting, but our house is on the market. And part of me is like, I don't think in this next phase of life with a young child, two grown kids, one already crazy hectic company to run. I don't think this is the time in my life where I really have the extra time to, to give this brand everything it needs to run it as it should be. And I felt like, you know, especially with the COVID stuff happening and the, and the policeman coming and saying, you can't spray tan anymore. That was just the final, not the final straw, because it's not the final straw that broke the camel's back. But this was, I felt like the universe had been sending me lots of little signs, lots of little inklings, lots of little soul nudges saying, Shona, I think this phase of your life, this chapter of your book is closing. And I kind of been ignoring it. And I was so proud of my company, like seven years. We celebrated the bronze addiction birthday every year. And I always do like a huge giveaway or I do like a $5 spray tan day. That's my thing. Every single year I celebrate another year in business because I realize how amazing it is that I even made it past the first year of business as a woman running a business from home, you know, only 5% of businesses make it past that first five years. And then to make it to pass the five-year mark is another huge achievement achievement for a small-run company. 
So to make it to seven fucking years was amazing. And we were planning this huge seventh birthday celebration and it all just kind of got shat on. But it was the universe sending me all these little nudges. And I was still terrified. What I did is I closed down the appointment book online. So people could go online. They could still see the company and everything. They just couldn't book an appointment because I was still so scared of actually putting that post up and saying, we're closed. We are indefinitely closed. And this is why, because I think I'd attached so much of my identity around, hi, my name's Shona and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I run two companies, Sexy Selfish and Bronze Addiction Tanning. And there was a part of me that didn't understand. I'm like, who am I without two companies? Who am I if I only have this one thing to focus on? Part of me didn't feel validated. Part of me felt like I didn't work hard enough or that I wasn't a a real businesswoman if I didn't have two, three or a million things on the go. And I was grateful I shared with some of my other work wives about how I was feeling having to shut the company. And they're like, Shona, you still are multifaceted. You're still a serial entrepreneur. You're for for fuck's sake. You've got online courses, events. You've written a book. You do this. You do speaking gigs. How, How do you not feel like that's multifaceted? And I think it's just because I put so much of my heart and soul into this brand over seven years. It was my first real business baby that got to grow and grow and grow and connect with so many people and and be, be a small part of so many people's special days and special events that it was really, really hard to let go of. But you know what? It has been the best decision because, you know, we're moving house we the business sexy selfish is growing in a huge way it's like i've i've freed up this space by closing bronze addiction the sexy selfish has just come in and filled that void (laughs) with all this massive new rapid growth but i finally listened to the universe it kept sending me signs it kept saying no this is done You, you you've done your time with this it's time for something new it's okay to let this go it's okay for this to be the end you don't have to keep holding on to it just because you, you did it. And it's the same thing with minimalism, which I'm talking about a lot in the sexy, selfish elite group at the moment is that whole, you don't have to hold on to a gift because someone gave it to you 40 years ago, just because someone did like hold on to the memory of it, but it's time to let it go. I really had to listen to that own lesson myself with my business. It's, it's okay to be proud of what you achieve. It's okay to have the memory of it. Um, it's always going to be there and it's be something that you did, but you don't need to hold on to it forever. And So I put the post up and I received lots of support, lots of lovely messages, lots of encouragement, lots of people devastated for me, but we closed, we closed bronze addiction earlier in the month. Um, and it was forced a little bit because of COVID. I'm not sure that I would have made this decision hadn't I hadn't, had I hadn't, oh my God, I can't talk. Had the policeman not turned up at my door, I'm not sure that I would have finally made the decision to close it, but it does feel right now. The only thing is I'm being um, bombarded by different companies sending me their spray, their their DIY self-tanners to try it. I think they're kind of like, oh, you could be a tanning influencer now. Here, since you're not professional solution tanning, here, try all our self-tanners. I am loving it. I am loving some of these solutions. I am not loving others. So I'm sure there will be a blog post in the future where it's like, you know, I quit being a professional tanner and I found this other one that works just as amazing. So I will, I will let you know. But also if you see me out and about with a really, really bad fake tan, please know I am trying solutions for these companies and I, some of them are great. Some of them are, (laughs) no, let's just say no orangutans. 
hands no um another thing i was really proud of the solutions that i used over the years i always made tried to make sure they're australian made um i tested them thoroughly before i brought any new solutions in for my clients and i i really did love what i did but what i what i did i was about to say what i do but it's now it's what i did and I've had so many people going, oh, could you just do a little spray tan for me? Or um, can we just sneak one in? And it's like, no, you know, when it, when the police come around to check your COVID compliant, you don't want to do the wrong thing. So I've made sure that, you know, I've, I've closed it. I'm officially closed and it is done. And yeah, I guess now we step into the next phase for me. And the next phase will be either helping others through my business coaching and sexy selfish, helping mentor other women who maybe want to start their own spray tanning brand or helping other spray tanning companies to reevaluate their marketing to create a really thriving growing business and the the second part of it is like do I want to sell the brand do I want to sell the bronze addiction name that I built up over seven years that you know that huge client base of clients that loyalty that trust that respect within the community Am I open to the idea of selling that brand? And and the answer is definitely yes. It would just have to be the right person that I trust. And I went through phases over the years of actually looking into franchising this. And I interviewed a whole bunch of women um, interested in taking on it. We were going to franchise, have one in the Brossa, one in the Clare Valley, one down a little bit closer to the city and one in the Riverland. So we're looking at th- three or four franchises. And it, I threw dozens of interviews and meetings and coffee dates with these women who were interested I just didn't find anyone who seemed to operate at a level that I do or had the same expectations of quality and themselves that I do. And so that's why we never franchise. But for the right person, I think I would definitely sell the brand or for the right person, I would help mentor them to build their own brand. So I'm definitely open to what the future holds, but as far as me specifically spray tanning clients, I don't think that the future holds that for me. I think it's time for me to impact women in a much bigger way. But would I love to see the bronze addiction name continued with someone who cares about their clients as much as I do? Absolutely. I think that would make my heart really, really happy. Um, moving forward and you know my my daughter holly's always said that she might like to do it so maybe you'll see if nothing else happens a resurgence of bronze addiction in another another 10 years or so we'll we'll wait and see (laughs) but i hope that helps explain a little bit of the bronze addiction journey over the years we've had some incredible highs some really low lows as well you know I remember spray tanning 38 weeks pregnant with my daughter and then I was back spray tanning seven days after she was born I've, yeah spray tan some of my best friends for the most important days in their life surprise weddings and you know the first time I spray tanned a, a guy and he texts me a photo from himself holidaying on Bali saying he's never felt more confident in his um in his skin and, and you know there have been so many wonderful oh my god now I'm getting emotional oh Sorry, that was unexpected. There have been so many incredible things that I've got to experience and incredible people I've got to meet because of this company. I'm so proud of it, but I'm ready and willing and open to receiving guidance around the next direction for me. Anyway, I'm going to go find a tissue. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I would love to hear your feedback or if this is... um if you've related to or felt inspired or a bit more empowered by this journey and 
if you're thinking you might like to do something like this of your own, definitely reach out. I would love to help in any way that I can. Have a fantastic day. Bye. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.